0: Welcome, kitties. It's me, your old pal, the creep from Creep Show, here to tell you that we are back to Creep Show Review Part 2 via your friends, the Creepy Peepers. We've got stories 4 and 5 for you today. So sit back, have a snack, and get ready to be afraid. First, some fan mail. Hello, Bailey residents. I am your pediatrician, Dr.
1: Von Shashaki, and I have to sadly inform you that we cannot perform Mr. Uh, Nigel Bailey's ingrown toenail removal. It is not a thing that we offer here, so you might have to go to like a nail salon or probably a mechanic. Um, So sorry to inform you.
2: Honestly, this is my favorite podcast ever, I listen to this when I'm going to sleep, I listen to this when I'm
0: swimming, I listen to this in the shower, I listen to this uh, in the ocean, I listen to this um in
2: the grave, the, uh, it's just, uh, this is my favorite podcast and... Uh,
1: yeah! Um, honestly, get me on the podcast. Get me, get me on the podcast. Hey, it's me, uh, Steve Carell from The Office. I'm currently on set for the movie, uh, Furry Vengeance. Uh, I think that, um, that Dane's a real p-. Alright, uh, see you around. And thank yous to all the people, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Okay. So who, who did we get? We got Ethan, Addy, and Zach.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Are you done with your freaking popcorn goldfish? My big plate. <laughs> Are you done with your brownie mayonnaise? <laughs>
0: oh, stop. Don't let me throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I got to freaking rewind it. to my favorite outro.
1: Hang on, I got to rewind my my VHS.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have to be kind and rewind really quick. (laughs) I don't even care if that sounded bad on the recording. I just love that too much.
1: No, but I just it was yeah, it's so so funny.
0: Can I tell you something
1: that bugs me though? And we rise to be Can I tell you something that bugs me? What do you got? You know how like when you watch a movie on AMC like Jurassic Park, they pitch up the sound so the music is like instead of dun 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 dun
0: dun it's dun 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 dun, you know. It's because they uh they speed up the movie.
1: Yeah, it's copyright mm-hmm. stuff, right? My copy, my DVD copy of Creepshow, is pitched lower than the Blu-ray copy. So everything that like I hear in the background on your TV is the movie, but it's pitched slightly higher to how I've memorized it as a kid. So.
0: Is that good? Like is it? Well, wait a minute. Cuz this is supposed to be the This is supposed to be the legit version, right?
1: Yeah. So my guess is that not only is the DVD itself bad, blurry, no bonus features, but they messed up the <laughs> sound quality too.
0: No, you mean you don't get 2003's dinosaur of the video game?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that you don't get to fly around Billy's neighborhood with the creep? Whoa, watch out for that house. Whoa. <laughs> Come on, we got to get back to my castle. Oh, yeah. you see the creep's castle in Creep Show 2.
0: Freaking. No, no, no. We don't see the creep's castle. We see the old hag who, for some reason, in one of the <laughs> frames on the comic book, is the creep. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: We see Substitute Creeps. (laughs) (laughs) Substitute (laughs) Creeps.
0: No, I feel so bad because, like, Creepshow 2, those other two stories I think could have made their box office. Yeah. The fact that they had only three stories I think hurt them really bad. Just because even if the three stories are good, we want the five stories. Right. Or at least, like, four, you know? Three stories?
1: come on
0: yeah
1: okay are we ready to start start
0: i'll be honest i'm gonna leave all this in this was too good (laughs) yeah no because that's good information because anybody who's watching the creep show dvd they might be wondering why theirs is also lower
1: yeah for those of you in germany with a creep show dvd (laughs)
0: oh shout out to our new jersey listeners by the way
1: oh yeah shout out to uh clay 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 hmm didn't you have a face reveal recently anyways oh (laughs) (laughs) oh fan base ruin (laughs) (laughs)
0: Special <laughs> thanks three. to all of our listeners who are gone now because of that.
1: <laughs> you look at your stats. Check it out. Where fit?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> zero? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are we our po- podcast listeners? Okay. I will say, folks. Also, a little uh With that being said, road to fifty. By the time re- by the time of recording, we're at. Forty-six listeners. We're on a road to fifty listeners.
2: Yeah. Because we
0: this can has do been... it. Oh, we can absolutely do it. We can do it probably by tomorrow at this rate. <laughs> okay. Because the way the, the I mean, this has been like amazing. Like let me break the fourth wall for a minute before we start. This has okay. been really so cool. Two episodes we already have almost fifty listeners.
1: Yes, I mean thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, I mean thank you. <laughs> no, well, I don't want it to be like,
0: oh, one
1: episode in. Thank you guys so much.
0: All <laughs> oh. oh, right, we hate you guys. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but um, but this is better reception than we I, I We definitely thought we'd get this soon. Yeah, because hey, I thought the road to fifty episode. would take longer.
0: Yeah, because technically it's only been one episode, really. Um, yeah. And we already have 46, because we're recording this one.
1: hmm Okay. Yeah. You want me to jump into the crate?
0: Enough semantics, let's jump
1: in. Yeah. So, we uh, we pan over to Mike the janitor. Or, do you want to read the, uh, the little <laughs> yeah, bit gonna... that the creep says? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I almost skipped that again.
0: (laughs) All right. The the comic flies over and we flip to Mike the Gen, (laughs) (laughs) who you don't know yet. (laughs) Hang on. Let me see. Read what the creep (laughs) says. He says, Thank you for 46 (laughs) (laughs) listeners. Also, actually, a little uh, little editorial note here. This starts right smack dab in the middle of the movie. What does? This, this segment. It starts oh. right at one hour. Oh, really? Yeah, and this is a 40-minute segment. <laughs> okay, wow. wow. <laughs> Welcome, kiddies. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a bit edgy. Maybe I'm still feeling the effects of our last story. Or maybe it's just because I haven't been out in a long time. That's it. I've got that boxed in feeling. <laughs> Which reminds me of another tale in my lorry lexicon. A little fear fable called...
1: The Crate. Bam! So, we pan down to... Mike the Janitor. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm serious. Okay, his name is Mike the Janitor. <laughs> no, I'm
0: serious. That's his you? name. Who's going to comment on this podcast? But I was going to give this a five star rating, but they, they said Mike the Janitor, and I don't think that's his name. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but for some reason, I don't believe you.
1: <laughs> okay, we're getting out of this, <laughs> this hole. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The Mike the Janitor iceberg. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Mike the Janitor has – it's a still frame of the coin in the air because he's flipped the coin for absolutely no reason. And, oh, he's so old and senile. He drops it. He doesn't catch it. So the coin hits the floor, and it rolls, and he makes a dive for it. He slides on his belly. No, I'm kidding. But he does go for it.
0: He does a Chris Farley move like a Shamu slide. (laughs) He does a wrestling move.
1: He tries to hit it with a chair. (laughs) Like a (laughs) fold-up chair. There's like a triple sideways kung fu flip in the air.
0: (laughs) Jackie Chan! (laughs) <laughs> they do a smash cut to Jackie Chan. And we're just supposed to believe that it's still Mike Zajan. <laughs> so <laughs> the coin
1: rolls underneath we the lost stairs. lost all of our
0: listeners. <laughs> Only we find this funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the coin rolls underneath the stairs and we're in the basement of a college I assume. What well, is a college but I'm not sure what sort of like department or area it's definitely like a science-y kind of area because there's a lab and stuff but um, it rolls underneath the stairs and the engineer's like oh he says a really funny cuss word <laughs> which they have in the captions.
0: Yeah he says fricadill but like yeah. actual word, right but it's like weird because he doesn't say it audibly enough that like it should even be like I, I've seen other movies where they've dubbed over the swear word if there was no reason to have it. For some reason, they just <laughs> left this one in. Yeah, and then, oh come on, turn your TV down. I'm sorry. we get sorry. I'm
2: <laughs> talking right here. <I> hear... <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we rise to be. <laughs> So um, so, he's I, was trying to, I was trying to match it
1: up to our conversation. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, he gets his flashlight. He's looking under there. He's like, oh, where's my coin? Hey, there's a box. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are my bits that funny?
2: <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it just,
0: okay. So we start out it's Mike and Chandler, and he just hear, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: We're not even a minute into this 40 minutes.
1: By the way, props to anyone who's listening this far. You're getting a reward here, okay?
0: Yeah. Now we got funny. It only took, yeah. it only took us two hours to get funny. Um.
1: So he finds this box which is labeled um, Oh, you want me to read it? it? Yeah, go ahead and read it. Because yeah, I, I know I'll it. kind of mess it up.
0: Um, okay. It says... Oh, here we go. Uh, ship to... Well, we're going to see it clearer later, but for now it says, like, ship to something that College starts university. university. Yeah, University. Um, and it says, like, Julia Carpenter... Arctic expedition June
1: uh, June 1834 Yeah So he's like, oh, well, you know whatever that's you know there's a box and he's like hey what's this box And do we cut to the party or is there anything else There's a page scene? turn for the transition there's a page turn yeah, okay. We get a <laughs> we get a page turn and we cut to this What I assume is a college teacher's garden party at someone's house.
0: (laughs) I thought the new guys that they show at this part were going to be the main characters. Because they, like, for some reason, get so much screen. They don't say anything. But because we flip the page and get to them, getting, like, introduced (laughs) to everyone, I was like, oh, okay, these guys are going to be the new guys. And then this annoying woman out of nowhere. Y'all just <laughs> Call me Billy. <laughs> Snaggle Tooth on the side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, we uh we well okay if you're at the scene, because these parts get kind of hazy to me. Who like who who are we introduced to first? We are introduced to <laughs>
0: sorry, I keep having to rewind because I just let these play. <laughs>
1: Let's see have to actually look at some. That's why God invented the pause button, Nigel. That's why he invented the pause button.
0: Let's see if God can invent the mute button for Dane over here. All right. So it says, but at least Henry's going to take care of him. Yeah, we get a lot of uh, the lady talking. Tabby Richard, I'd like you to meet Dexter Stanley, our our distinguished president. He's going to be our main character for this story.
1: Is he really? Yeah. Or he's one of them.
0: Yeah, he's he's the he's the afflicted guy
1: in this. Cause there, yeah, there's I I'm gonna say there's technically two main characters in here. Yeah, we just we just start with Dexter Stanley and then we kind of hand the torch over to the other guy.
0: Also, um, I'll be honest. Yeah, this is the this is a what I really like about this story is they don't cop it out. But I mean, from what our knowledge is, there's not really anything too bad going on. I'll get to it in a second, but you're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this for a second. But yeah,
1: yeah, I, without like getting really into it, I really like the mystery aspect to this story because there's a lot that happens and there's a lot that you that's not explained when it comes to like how this happened. Yeah. And I, I I like that about this story. Um so Dexter Stanley's there. Ooh
0: um, played actually, by I Weaver. I will say this, just to not even not even like spoiling anything, I'm just gonna say it only because I didn't actually notice first time watching. Um so after after uh Billy leaves who we get introduced to also very subtle. She's the only one wearing red and everyone wearing gray. Yeah, okay. Freaking genius. George oh. George, get out of my freaking way. I don't
2: know. <laughs>
0: no, because that's the stereotypical. Oh, red. Oh, it's there. She's wearing red. Okay, okay. okay. Settle down. Bringing rocks together over here. Oh, I made fire. Okay. Anyway, so we get after after Billy takes the uh, Tabby and Richard to the uh, bar. Then we get um, we get a shot of Dexter and another man at the party, kind of just exchanging looks in silence. Mm-hmm. And Dexter walks away.
1: Yeah, he he was um, yeah. Oh my god, I can hear her from your TV.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to anyway, find a good level to where I can hear this you
1: woman. <laughs> this woman we're talking about is, um Wilma. What's their last name? Uh, Wilma Billy. Wilma Billy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, her name is Wilma, but she keeps going around, as Nigel said, just call me Billy. Everyone does, because I tell them to. <laughs> um, and she is played by a very well-known horror scream queen actress who shows up in um, many movies throughout the 80s. Uh, Adrian Barbeau, who I had the pleasure of talking to at a convention oh wait a minute
0: should you tell your tom savini story now i was gonna have you say it i was gonna have you tell it actually during something to tide you over when we oh. said the one story
1: okay you want me to tell it now
0: yeah you can tell you could tell and then you could also tell whatever you uh may have about age well well
1: okay well i mean no big crazy story happened with Adrian Barbeau because she's just a very wonderful, nice lady, and uh, got to take a picture with her. And no, she, she... Shot you. No. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, she she was very nice. Um, and you know, I of course, me, I was stunned. You know, but um, <laughs>
0: I thought she'd be really mean. I thought she'd tell me to call her <laughs> Billy. <laughs>
1: No, what's really sad is I used to remember what I said to her, but I have no idea what I said to her anymore. I just remember what she told me. Um, What'd she tell you? Uh, Can oh, I, I tell you? No. Um, you know how I'm a fan of the Golden Girls, right, Nigel?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: She, Adrian Barbeau starred in a show called Maud with yes, yes. Beatrice B. Arthur's Arthur. show. B. Arthur's show. B. Arthur's for show and I didn't put two and two together at that moment, and she told me. And I went, are you serious? <laughs> A.J. Arbo herself had to, had to clue me in.
0: <laughs> Actually, to be fair, she does look a bit like... like She's got that generic curly hair that they all kind of have. She looks like she could have <laughs> been a like golden girl, like a lost golden girl. <laughs>
1: Everyone's trying to find the fifth Beetle. No, every you got to find the fifth Golden Girl. <laughs> um, but, um, Adrian Barbeau was very nice, too. On the other hand, a year later, I met Tom Savini, the great Tom Savini, who whose name will come up pretty often. I predict on this podcast because his special effects makeup work spans across the majority of 80s horror movies and uh, beyond, and even a little before. So, uh, and I was actually, like, I I was a huge Tom Savini fan at this time. Um, I had a a documentary about Tom Savini. I watched all these interviews and here here I am. Oh, he's he's at uh, the convention. Good. Let's go see him. So, I I finally get up to his like booth, and I'm like, "Hey!" <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I go to Tom's and I say, "Hey, you checking out Creepy Peepers podcast?" Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, Our forty seventh listener. <laughs> um, I. And, you know, I don't really want to, I don't think I, I, I'm like actually dogging him for this. But, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe this wasn't such a good day. I don't know. who Who knows why this happened? But he got this like call back from like ordering lunch. And he just stops me like in the middle of my sentence. And he's like on the phone and he's like. Oh, and he 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 looks at me, and he points to the phone. He rolls his eyes like I'm sorry, like oh, these people on this phone. And I'm like, it's okay, I'll, I'll wait. And uh, then he's like, I don't even know what they're talking about. And he hands it to his assistant, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'm like, okay. And I start up my story again, or whatever I wanted to say to him, and she. The phone back to him <laughs> to place his order again, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. because he's very really frustrated at this point, and he's he's on the phone and he's listening very intently, <laughs> and he gets this very serious look on his face, and then all of a sudden, his like eyes kind of widen a bit, and then he sits back in his chair and he goes, Onion rings. <laughs> Like <laughs> he was so shocked, he was like, "Are you serious? I didn't <laughs> order onion rings, onion rings, <laughs> onion
0: rings." Seventy-six <laughs> year old man.
1: <laughs> hey, for a seventy, like six or you know, average guy, he's he's pretty good. He's actually like really muscled up.
0: No, I, I was gonna say actually, I I saw I was watching a what WTF happened at Creep Show two on a Joe Blow earlier. And they were showing like, they were showing like Tom Savini, like old versus new. Like, they were like, oh, here's Tom Savini. And so they like pulled up the usual stock footage, like, oh, here I am working on the freaking monster. Yeah. Anyway, no, yeah, he does look like he's in pretty good shape. Yeah. And, um, you know who else was actually a little honorable mention here? Leslie yeah. Nielsen. If you look up, like, if you look up Leslie Nielsen on Google, and you just go through the first like 10 Google images. One of them, because I looked it up, I looked them up earlier today. One of them is of him. I can't remember which movie it was, but I just know. Like, cause I remember people making jokes about it. They're like, oh, like I remember when, remember when Harry was like, oh, I can deadlift 300 pounds. You were like, <laughs> okay, you may be able to deadlift 300 pounds, but there's no way you're out winning Leslie Nielsen. And they showed this picture. <laughs> It's like him in this one movie and he's shirtless and he's actually pretty buff and he's always been old. Really. He's over wow. here handicap parking space wheelchair. <laughs> Lex Luthor.
1: So um anyways, he finally gets the whole lunch situation settled. I tell him what I had to say and oh, I remember Creep Show the TV show was coming out but like trailers and stuff hadn't been released Mm -hmm. so i go up to him and i'm like you know i understand if you can't tell me but you know there's this new crypto show you do i just gotta know do you do it justice is it just like the original and he goes oh yeah you know the comics and the pages and they turn and and it's oh yeah it's just like don't worry don't worry and I I I walked away. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I got an exclusive." <laughs> um, and yeah, that was pretty good. And here's another funny tidbit: later on, Tom Savini left his booth to go down to like the actual like merchandise booths, and he bought this spinning globe thing that had like this material that spun around really fast. It was like jelly or something, mm-hmm. but it looked like. It was so fast it looked like a spinning, like, um, globe like, uh, not a globe, um, crystal ball. It was a crystal ball magic inside a glass ball. And I, I'm walking around and I see him walking back and he's he's got this this uh magic crystal ball thing in his hand and he's watching it spin.
0: <laughs> How many times are you can say, Paul. <laughs> you got the G-Ball logo from our first episode. you said ball like ten times in the past two sentences.
1: Okay, well, I'm not going to say any anymore. So he's looking at the ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do.
1: No, so he's looking at it very intently. And keep in mind, this is Tom Savini, one of the best movie practical effects creators of film history. And he sits down and he's looking at it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. He's like, yeah. I'm like, how do you think it works? And he looks at, it and he goes, uh,
0: I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't even try. No, I thought you were gonna tell me that he was gonna be like, how do they do this? That's incredible. He literally, he just looking. He just looks at, it and he goes, I don't know. <laughs> so Wait, funny. so that wasn't so bad. What? I thought you were gonna what tell is- me he like slapped you across the face and told you to go frick yourself. <laughs>
1: Well, No, it's still funny, but like whatever. Onion rings.
0: <laughs> okay, how's it going?
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my tidbit about meeting a couple of the uh, members of this film uh film casting crew. Um I'm hopefully looking to meet more one day. I actually wanted to get Hal Holbrook who plays in The Crate. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get I wanted to uh, meet Hal Holbrook because a friend of mine had this, like, friend in school who was related to Hal Holbrook. Mm-hmm. And, like, like he was like, oh, he's my uncle. And I was like, oh, okay. Dude, he passed away last year. <laughs> I was
0: actually going to say, I was like, is Hal Period. Holbrook still with us?
1: He was at the time my friend told me that, like, oh, dude, my friend, she's related. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll see him one day. Hook me up. Two years later, hey, what's Hal Holbrook doing? Okay, RIP Hal Holbrook. Um, anyways,
0: yeah, anyway, back to the real show. Let's
1: get back to the movie, <laughs>
0: yeah, a little sideshow. So, okay, so what's happening? So, basically, we're at the bar and Billy looks over and sees a woman in a blue dress. <clears throat> now, this is where I got confused. I'm like, what's with all the... Because like, at first, I'm like, okay, who are these two new people? And they, they're, like, at the bar. And I'm like, okay, what's going to happen here? Are they going to have, like, some sort of infidelity story again or something? No, <laughs> they're completely useless and have nothing, no bearing on the story. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Do you like, know I'm why
1: listening. they show that? Why did they show that? So... Basically they're trying to establish that not only does Dexter Stanley enjoy hanging out with younger women. Uh, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, hey, whoa, what what I thought you were gonna tell me about Terry and Richard or what whatever the names were. No. Well let me well let me get to that no, part. Let the, me get to that part.
1: No, because you said Billy looks over and there's a woman in a blue dress and no, no, she no, like. But I had like a, a I was gonna world? like
0: say what she was doing. Oh, okay, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. no, so, I knew that part. I thought you were talking about
1: the the two new but people. But there are, but basically, they were trying to establish that Billy actually like Billy, like is like every like gossiping like hairdo woman. <laughs> like, oh, okay. oh yeah. look at that over there, huh? Typical Dexter Stanley.
0: Typical Tom Savini
1: ordering onion
0: rings.
1: <laughs> 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 uh. Anyways.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we see the woman in blue, and once again, I'm like, oh, they're doing the color thing. Is this going to be like a girl rivalry? She wants Dexter Stanley.
1: Um,
0: but no, so it's, a, yeah, it's going to be, because it's going to come up in later. Um, we're going to hear from Dexter's friend who he was looking at at the party, like, oh, what's going on here? Anyway, all that aside, so she's talking to him, and he's like, oh, maybe we can do it sometime tonight, maybe? Oh, okay. <laughs> And then we look over, and they are friends. So there was no reason for that awkward interaction. Um, yes. Although I'm wondering, well, okay, I guess I'm not wondering. I guess I do know why now they put that scene in, but for the most part, I don't think it really explained it as well as because you would have had to have like gone back and watched that scene again to be like, oh. But even so, it's a little. I don't know. It's not bad. Is it a sense. far
1: reach? I think I know what you're trying to say. Do you? um do you think it's a far reach
0: yeah like okay we'll get to it at the end
1: we'll get to it at the end because there was another podcast that covered this movie that said the same thing
0: yeah okay in that case so glad to know i'm just i'm not the only one in this book Um, yeah
1: yeah we'll get to that at the end though because i know what you're talking about
0: yeah
1: um yeah continue what's happening
0: so these party get, scenes
1: kind of meld together for me.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um there's, The only interesting part is, is coming up. Don't worry, folks. For anyone be <laughs> like, oh, here we go. No, no, no. So basically, <laughs> yeah, see? This scene here is going to be a little bit more. No, is, I can't see. <laughs> no, not, well, yeah. um, no, no, no. But I just, I just, I pressed play and a scene came that was more, they did a better job of what the scene that we were just talking about that didn't really do such a good job at doing better okay so basically um so he looks over to his friend who he was looking at earlier and he's like so i guess you won't be able to play chess <laughs> tonight and he's like well i guess not <laughs> um and he's like oh you got a call and he's like oh it's probably just charlie garrison probably going on about his ear mites again who is a grad student at the university that dexter che- teaches at who really wants to get into science and everything? A uh, pretty good character. We end up meeting him later in the movie.
1: He's pretty good, actually. I, do, I like this character.
0: Yeah. And then, oh, we get interrupted.
1: Oh. Just call me Billy. Everyone does.
0: <laughs> and then they both kind of look over, like, oh, here we go. Now, see that? That was a little bit more. I don't want to. I'm yeah. trying. To, I'm trying to say, but like without spoiling. But like, I also want to like communicate to you. 'Cause you you know what you know what I'm getting at. Right. Uh don't worry, listener, you'll be clued in. Let me we'll 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 get to it. Okay. Um so we find out it wasn't Charlie Garrison who called. It was Mike the janitor. He's calling him to tell him about the crate. He's like, Hey, you know, I didn't wanna just intrude, so I thought I'd give you a call. I know you're off, but I thought I'd call you anyway and see what you thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he to... tells him, Yeah,
1: about the crate.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's like,
1: oh.
0: Okay, let's let's one of us go. You,
1: you go because there's pauses because of the delay. So yeah. I keep thinking that you're urging me to take it on. So I'm like, Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll jump in. Tom Civilino,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, continue.
0: No, 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 I was saying if you want to jump in, you could. Um... I was just gonna say. No, No, I was just gonna say that. uh, So, so, um, Mike is like, oh, hey, yeah. So uh, I had to send Charlie Garrison out because I didn't want him to like be snooping around. Not because they don't trust him again; he's not that character. He's just like they didn't since they didn't even know what it was. They didn't want to be like if it was anything, then they didn't want to get like blasted or anything. Um, (laughs) so he's like, hey. This box down here, it says Arctic Expedition, June 19th, 1834. And then Ooh. we actually are treated to one of those split-screen phone call scenes. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty awkward edit, but kind of cool. They do it with the little comic panel bordering as the split. Um, the only thing that's a little awkward about this edit is is that rather than just having them stand still and like kind of just fidget like a little bit the way people usually are when they're on the phone, they just freeze frame it after they've been talking.
1: Right. <laughs> because the janitor's like, you can't see my face, but he's like got full bug eyes and mouth. 1834. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's just stuck like that with his eyes and mouth hanging open.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we come back to the party he's like alright I'll be right there so Dexter he drives off to go to the university and then we hear Billy talking again very loud very obnoxious <clears throat> and uh, what's what's Hal Holbrook's character's name again cause we don't actually learn cause she says like, his name literally. she
1: says "Um, Henry his name Henry. is Henry. Okay,
0: yeah. I was gonna say I think Billy's about to say it, but I can't get through the yeah. explanation without saying his name. <clears throat> so it's Henry. Um. Anyway, so Henry, like, calls out to Billy's like Wilma, Wilma. Also, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Wilma. Oh, we gotta do Viva Rock Vegas on the podcast. <laughs> um. No, I'm just kidding. But so he calls out to Wilma, is and, and the two stiffs from earlier who again no bearing on the story other than this one line they're like your husband's calling you Billy and then Billy turns around he pulls out a Colt 35 revolver <laughs> and shoots her in the head
1: she goes oh god Henry what now
0: and <laughs> she gets fully blasted
1: he gets blasted with a very good gunshot practical effect yeah
0: they blew well, it you right said... out of the back
1: yeah, as you said, because they have her up against a tree, it like most movies, you someone gets shot in the head, and it's like, oh, head it like explodes out from the front. No, 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 no. The bullet, you see the hole, and you see it explode out the back of her head, and you don't see the blood in the front of the head until as she's like falling down. And it's a good, it's a good effect. Absolutely um,
0: right. Yeah, and then and we he,
1: cut... He's like, everything's just fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, he got back to him. He says, everything's just fine. Um, and then we cut back to Billy, who is now, like, dead, like, laying against a tree.
1: And oh, then... Yeah. Play some weird bell music.
0: <laughs> and then everyone at the party, like, turns around. And at first, they're like... <gasps> and you think, like, oh, what just happened? No, then they all start clapping. And <laughs> then he's got this, like, prideful expression on... Like, (laughs) it's Leslie Nielsen, except he actually did what he intended to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's like, they're like, oh, you got him. Yeah, pull time. But then we find out, obviously, just a dream sequence. That's not really going to be the uh, story. Wilma's like, oh, come on, Henry. Can't you do anything right? I told you at half an hour ago.
1: Yeah. (laughs) To get those boys in the monkey suits. (laughs) To bring the car around. (laughs) Is she talking about the chauffeurs? Yeah. Okay. That was like Mm -hmm. monkey suit. What are they talking about? (laughs) Racially motivated. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. But then we cut to, uh, Amberson Hall. And they're like, ah, you know what? Your crate's probably just full of old magazines and just plain junk. Uh, All the same though. Looks pretty interesting. Arctic Expedition sounds pretty intriguing. And that date.
1: 1834, huh? Yep. No, it's full of old EC comics. Oh (laughs) that
0: is yeah. Deleted scene. Oh, blooper. Oh.
1: (laughs) Frank Knight. Yeah. (laughs) Tom Savini's in there. (laughs) Tom Savini's onion drinks were in the (laughs) crib. He's he's in the crate eating a, a bunch of onion rings. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm on break. Right, so we open up the crate. Uh well okay, I guess Well we don't, don't open just the crate, open they it they open right up. Out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they open the crate and there's nothing in there. This movie's over. That
1: No, over. So it t- actually takes them a little while to open it because it's been shut presumably ever since
0: 1834.
1: Exactly. Um yeah. and it's kind of suspenseful, and the you know John Harrison's cranking up his synth, and uh, they're banging nails and crowbars in. They pry it open, a little dust flies out, and they're all like, <laughs> "Yeah, they
0: actually." I mean, it's kind of weird how often movies do this, but this is oddly enough one of the movies that made it believable that like there was that much dust. Now, yeah. to be honest, there are a couple scenes in this where they start flicking around dust, and it's like, all right, are you even trying? <laughs> like, at first, I'm like, all right, yeah, they definitely got some dust down there. And then he starts, like, smacking it off with, like, a rag. But he's not, like, moving it out of the way. He's just literally, like, whipping a rag against it <laughs> and, like, knocking dust up. And he's like, <clears throat> the dust gets you, <laughs> doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Um... Um,
0: but, yeah, so they take the crate out uh, from under the stairs, they do another, another uh, pan over comic book panel thing. It shows them carrying the crate into a classroom. They stick it on the table, and they begin to pry the crate.
1: Yes. Um, and actually, when I was describing all that stuff with the crowbars, I was talking about this scene in the classroom. I completely forgot that they went into the stairs to grab it. Of course they did because that's where the crate is. No, you um, sorry about that, dear listener. I bet that was a little confusing. But anyways, um oh, the crate. Yeah.
0: I almost forgot to mention. Mike the janitor does feel something shift under the
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. Under the uh, locks and chains on top of the box.
1: Yeah. So they 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 pry it open, you know, they have the little dust cough fit again <laughs> and uh they're like trying to figure it out, they're trying to look in, oh I can't see, and all of a sudden they hear this little monkey noise like <laughs> from under the crate and they're like, What? Like it's it's it makes like a like kind of sound. Yeah. And um, that's what's weird about the fluffy is the fact that he made that noise because oh, he
0: okay 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 yeah let's not get ahead of ourselves
1: okay yeah let's, let's not get tell ahead of ourselves
0: fluffy from uh, the the standup specials fluffy uh, Gabriel Iglesias.
1: <laughs> yeah um so yeah they hear this monkey sound they're like what the <laughs> and then they look in and Mike the janitor. Who is, I guess, really delusional because he he goes monkey sound. Ooh, no gold.
0: (laughs) No, 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 don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. You skipped the whole scene. You skipped the whole scene. What
1: whole scene?
0: What do you cut back to? Henry and Billy at the house.
1: Oh, that's right. (laughs) Uh-huh. okay, yeah. We get another scene yeah. where like Harry's trying to put on his tie, we're almost like take out the trash, do the dishes, yeah. sweep the house. <laughs> and yeah, um the stove. Yeah, wipe the stove. And um and get the and get your friend out of here. I don't want to see you playing chess. <laughs> yeah, I hate his I hate that stuff he smokes. Yeah. Um he doesn't even smoke like once in this movie either, which yeah, is Yeah,
0: I I never weird. Said that. I didn't even
1: You'd that think the they'd movie. try and connect that. But anyways, she's like, All right, I'm going now. Goodbye. And he's like, Here's my chance. Tie a noose with my tie around Welma. And I feel like at this point it's kind of obvious that it's another fake out because the red lights kind of come in and it's the same tone as the red light from when he pulled out the gun. I'll be and honest, it's like Yeah.
0: They had me on this one because of the lighting. Like, oh, really? Well, actually, okay, here's the thing. Uh, I'll be honest, they didn't have me. They they could have had me because of the lights. Because I thought they were more pronounced in this since they're inside. That but is true. I actually paused it to go upstairs and make popcorn and, like, talk to my mom for a second because she called me upstairs Um, uh, right at this scene. In fact, I actually <laughs> just paused it for the podcast at the same spot where I paused it before where yeah. he's, like, actively strangling her. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so you know, it, but it could have gotten me, it could have gotten me. So, I, I, I see they could have got away the second time, it did it a third time. No, no, it's over,
1: yeah, no. Um, three, but pull uh... me
0: once that's a shame, <laughs> pull me twice. How could you
1: <laughs> pull me three yeah. times? It's show three, <laughs> so um. He, it it cuts to woman and she's turned around and she's like, "Yes, Billy, yes, Billy. That's all you have to say. It's not that hard." Um, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about killing that chicken for our dinner tonight." <laughs> <laughs> um, and she she walks off to go oh,
0: oh. to her and book she club. Says, or something. I don't know. Oh Henry, what would you do without
1: me? That's right. Oh, what would you do without me? And he's like, oh, like every eight-year-old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, well, I'm that way even. And at first, you're like, oh, okay, so maybe she's got like maybe just a little bit. She's a little bit irritable. Um, yeah. and then the guy's like, I guess we are. And then she's like, "Enjoy your chess." And then she goes, <laughs> "Complete mood switch."
1: Enjoy your chess.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna go eat onion rings with Tom Savini.
1: So, do do we cut back at this yeah, point? We cut back. We cut back. Okay, and trying to open the crate. So yeah, we cut back. And as I was saying, um, they take
0: their time with the scene too. By the way. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong; it builds the suspense well, but wow, they like
1: took a while. It feels long, but it's it's it is a short scene, but it, yeah, it definitely does like
0: feel that. long. It's I just feel like they make it feel long. Yeah, um, this was one of the yeah. good dust scenes. Dust scenes. He like opens yeah. it a little bit. He blows on it. The dust because the dust goes doesn't go towards him. It actually like blows away. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they start and, pulling out uh, all the nails and stuff on the crate, and they are like, "Oh, you know, let's get this out of here. Let's deal with this, let's deal with that." Um, and they're finally able to get it a little bit open.
1: And there's like cobwebs
0: and, and it smells. And the
1: whole thing, it smells, and it
0: smells. I was gonna it's say, a little stinky. nice little detail.
1: Uh huh. It's kind of stinky. Yeah. But, like, what I don't understand is, like, they're making it to be, like, inside the box is so pitch black dark that they can't see a thing. Are you kidding me? They have all the lights on in that lab. You are you tell me that you don't open a box a little bit and a little bit of light doesn't flood in there? It's still completely no, they dark? No, they, they do. They do.
0: They <laughs> do. Sorry, sorry. I had, I had to get loud for a second right at the end when I said when I just said I, they do because I didn't want to spoil anything because um, I just got to a scare part. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, actually, they do see a sliver. They see they a sliver work? with two shiny yellow things that Damn. Mike the janitor who <laughs> we've been rooting for like a freaking idiot thinks are emeralds. Emeralds are green, <laughs> Mike, not yellow. Get your act together. This is why you're a janitor.
1: Yeah. Um, He goes, there are a couple of emeralds.
0: And then Dexter's like, no, don't.
1: And he reaches his hand in. It turns out those two emerald pieces are a pair of yellow eyes. Yeah, And he reaches his arm in. And the electrician has a huge problem because suddenly all the, half of the lights turn blue and red. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. No, he reaches his hand in and the John Harrison score at this part with the synth, like, like, yeah, really great music. This theme, the full shock mode. The room is completely flooded in red and blue lighting. And um, Mr... Mike the janitor has his hand in this box and it it's being chewed on by I get, why is creature. he not
0: like I mean even if you were like in shock and like bleeding out and everything, why is he not like reacting at all? Like
1: like like you said, it's probably that's that's as much as I can chalk it up to. And yeah. he's old. And he's senile. He thought Actually, those yeah, are
0: He thought they were emeralds. I don't think he knows what pain is.
1: <laughs> so, um, uh, he, uh, Dexter, like, flies back, drops the crowbar. He's, like, trying to pull Mike out, but then he's, like, he, Mike and the box kind of tip over and it knocks Dex down for some reason, like, halfway across the room.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And, um, uh, <laughs>
1: Mike DeGeneres is just kind of like just sitting there like panting with his hand still in the box only because the creature is still like holding onto his hand and eating it because we see blood kind of trickle down his arm.
0: Well, no, that's what I, that's, that's, that was what I meant when I was saying like, why, why is he giving a big reaction there?
1: Maybe he's just like, I don't know, like maybe uh, this is just, it's isn't just isn't that
0: bad actually. Where are those emeralds? No.
1: Oh. oh, there it's just are no emeralds. So Dexter is, for some reason, very, very slowly inching his way towards Mike the janitor, I who should worried. be only a couple inches away. But like I was, like say, I was said, worried
0: that they were going to do the cop out, either that they were going to do the uh oh, what's going to happen? They were going to jump scare, or that they were going to do the oh, uh oh, and then he was going to get pulled in.
1: Well, they but, did one of those. Yeah, <laughs> he he gets he gets up to Mike the janitor and because the crate is like tipped over on its like front the 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 uh, lid swings open and we get our first good look
0: my at... favorite
1: reveal scary in the henderson's <laughs> no um we get our first good look at our aforementioned uh, fluffy and he is what, what I can only describe as, like, a wolf yeti thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I genuinely thought, I like, that was a bit, but genuinely, I thought they just used that same Harry and the Hendersons model <laughs> for this and then ended up using it for Harry. Because Harry and the Hendersons came out after this. I thought they right. just used the same, uh, like mold for this, yeah. because when they do the first reveal, even though it's not even a guy playing it, it's like a like Harry and Henderson's. It was a guy playing Harry. Um, by the way, anyone who hasn't seen Harry and Henderson's, it's a movie about Bigfoot meeting a family. We're gonna do it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, but basically, uh, it's about Bigfoot and there's a guy who plays him like in a costume suit that has like animatronic like facial movements uh or is it a puppet is a puppet or
1: animatronic it's a mix there's some shots where they use a, it's like a hand puppet mm-hmm. and there's some shots where it's like the suit with the controlled mask oh,
0: okay yeah so it's it's a mix but this um other than I think of like uh, maybe a couple scenes fluffy which is the uh, back, but behind the scenes, name for the yeti character is controlled by a person. Only for like a couple scenes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, though, he's all animatronic. When they did this first reveal, I could have sworn they just retextured the hair. Or, well, I guess not even retextured. I guess it's just the original texture for it. But I thought it was the Harry and the Hendersons.
1: Thing. It looks very similar. It's he's he looks very
0: just like it. He even does the smile that he gives Harry. You could have oh. snuck that into the Harry and the Henderson's trailer and I wouldn't have even noticed. <laughs> he looks yeah. just like Harry when he does that little like cheeky smile with like the lip flap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this fluffy creature he, he, his, his fur and his, his he's very yeti/wolf slash like. But, like, his facial features are extremely ape-like. Exactly. So, and this creature, he's not exactly an ape because he's, like, all torso, all jaw, all teeth, tiny eyes, tiny head, and tiny legs.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to get like, to, like, his, like, physical makeup in a minute. But it's it. we find out he looks fricked. He looks absolutely blasted. Um, but anyway, yeah. he runs out of the room. Oh, sorry. No no no. Let me let me not get ahead of myself. Uh Mike gets pulled up into the crate. And I'll be honest, the amount of blood that like comes out of like he's it's like he's getting steamrolled in there. He gets <laughs> juiced like an
1: orange. Yes. And you can see it just running down his shirt. Oh. and. Oh, he's done for.
0: <laughs> nice little, uh, nice little detail here. That they did ads I did like. So, cause I, cause I already knew this. Like most old lab tables have an outlet on the front. Uh huh. And when the blood drips into the outlet, I'm like, no, nah, I guarantee you, they're gonna forget to.
1: They did that <laughs> little like spark. It does pop. the shot. Yeah. they did the little spark. Good on, yeah, them.
0: I, good on. Them it, to remember yeah, them. that was
1: great. I've always appreciated that little moment. Um, so then Dexter takes off and we do Charlie walking down the hall, pressing this big, like soda drink up against his face. I guess there's like a tooth hurting. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, let me a little, little, uh, also a little like on the fly, like cliff note. I thought Charlie was going to be like 22, like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? Like, this is really uh a really an interesting case. Because they're like, oh, wow, yeah, he's really interested in his studies. Let me get this generic protagonist in a movie, like 80s movie, Rick Moranis knockoff (laughs) character. This guy looks like 36. I have no idea who they think they're fooling. He's like slipping a Pepsi. He's like listening to freaking,
2: don't let it go.
0: Ed Harris in the background. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, what a letdown for this reveal.
1: Yeah, so he's walking down the hallway, and Dexter is just like Naruto running out from the <laughs> stairs and like running down the hallway. And he's like, Oh, Charlie! And Charlie's like, Dexter, slow down. Did you see Pink Elephants? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, Charlie's dialogue is actually is really funny, but Dexter's like, there's a monster. And he's like, okay, how about I go see how the land lays? And he's yeah. like, oh, no. And he's like, I'll be back. And he runs down the stairs, and he just kind of stays there. And he's like, oh. And he's like, Charlie.
0: Charlie. <laughs> yeah. he thinks The monster got him, first of all. Yes.
1: And then we cut to the lab um, unfiltered with red and blue lights, so we get <laughs> Actually, to see Wait the-
0: a minute, wait a minute. Really quick, really quick. I do want to say, before Charlie runs down the stairs, he does We need to get the campus police. <laughs> That's <laughs> I right. that might be the only one who just imagined, like, Paul Blart Mall Cop, and then this Bigfoot creature just goring <laughs> everyone.
1: Yeah. Um, so we cut we cut to the lab, which is unfiltered with red and blue lights, which now allows us to see the aftermath and the amounts of blood just just like everywhere. Yeah, um,
0: it's like a crime scene. Out there,
1: it's like a full on crime scene, and then we just cut to Charlie, just like. Uh, 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 just standing there and Dexter with <laughs> his like, Pepsi yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, And Dexter then does a cheap old jump scare tap on the shoulder and uh, he's like oh, see check it out and Charlie for a moment like you and he's like what you think I did it
0: look at the blood Look." yeah I was so <laughs> worried that they were going to stick to this but I'm glad they didn't, like, waste any time on this for, like, a long time. Only because, okay, because they also, again, they could have done this cop-out, too. There's two cop-outs in one they could have done here. Number one, they could have spent way more time on this and done, like, the little usual, like, oh, you're going to go, you're going to... um. But they also could have done the whole, like, oh, he accidentally gets blood on him, and then he really thinks that he's a killer. Um, but. Yeah. No. Luckily he even actually even when walking through that scene he really tries to avoid like even stepping in the blood. Um true. <laughs> And then Charlie's like oh okay. No you, you didn't do it. Because they find that this trail of blood leads to back under the stairs where the crate originally lied.
1: Ooh. Yeah Fluffy moved his home from off the table and back under the stairs which we actually get like scene um not showing fluffy pushing cuz obviously that kind of would look goofy you know like oh oh, oh. um <laughs> we just see like the crate kind of like coming around the corner and we we see the shadow of fluffy for like a second um but yeah the crate's back under he's like it pushed it back under the stairs <laughs> and Charlie's like let's go grab a flashlight here we go he's like
0: my ear mites are down here
1: (laughs) (laughs) so they're they're checking out under the stairs they find mike's uh boot which is like all chewed up and covered in blood and he's like man i want to measure the bite marks on this thing and he messes around with the flashlight and fluffy comes out from like the corner of the stairs in, like, the darkness, and we get the red and blue lights again, and Fluffy makes his attack. And he, Actually, like... Actually, wait, wait. Yeah?
0: There's another thing I noticed. Good on mm-hmm. Dexter... Well, I guess inadvertently good on Dexter for having this... Like, having the, I guess, sentiment to, like, pick up Mike the janitor's boot when it gets, like, kicked over to him by Charlie... Oh, he like yeah, holds it right. with him. It's 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 a little sweet, but it also comes in handy for when he's t- explaining his story later on. Um, Correct. But yeah, as you said, he gets attacked. But this is one of the uh, great scenes of the movie that people really like to use um, as like a um. People really like to use this scene as like the oh look how scary this movie is, like on YouTube yeah. This is about. one of the.
1: I think this might be. The goriest moment of the movie. Yeah, they show sure. a
0: shot of Fluffy's mouth, and it's like drip, like the teeth
1: are dripping. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I didn't know you were talking about the teeth part. That shot no, is really no, cool. It's
2: still, but this way.
1: specific death, uh, the this specific death of Charlie, is uh It's I think the goriest death, out of yeah, every story, out of every like moment like th- this is like the really messed up one. Um
0: only because actually know what I just thought of too. Yeah. This is the only death or this is the only story that contains deaths that aren't revenge. That's true. They have seemingly I think that's probably the reason why it's so unsettling.
2: The entire
0: happens. like the entire like Yeti kill library, even the Yeti's existence itself, it has nothing to do with vengeful spirits or anything, or like any sort of vengeance that comes later in the story, right? So that's a little bit unfortunate, but not unheard of within the
1: plot. Yeah, the, the it's it, it's unsettling, as you said, because it just so happens that the this is in this university yeah um, so uh, he, does he sl- he slashes um, Charlie's shoulder
0: yeah he slashes the shoulder with the first, claw as we get another
1: with the claw.
0: amazing shock scene this one really like goes hard with like, the red and blue lights
1: yes um, and then um, I think Dexter kind of makes him And uh, Charlie tries to – oh, no, no. Dexter throws something. He throws a crowbar at Fluffy, which hits him in the head or something like that. And then Charlie tries to make a run for it. And then Fluffy grabs him. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I got that all wrong. Sorry.
0: Charlie does the – Charlie hits Fluffy.
1: with a wrench. yeah, And Fluffy like dives on him. Somehow he gets away though. But uh, he's almost out of the basement. And he Fluffy pulls him back. And here's that really. Here's this really. Gory moment. It's go- again the goryest part of the movie. Fluffy then. Like bites a huge chunk. Of like skin and meat. Off of the side of Charlie's head. And like his ear. And this shot is when they use the puppet because they they it was like someone's hand on on the puppet and they were just like pulling back and for the effect but he rips that whole chunk off and like there's blood squirting out and then he's done with that and Dexter's like
0: oh
1: <laughs> and um
0: that, I actually have that in my notes. I thought what? It was really funny. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. Like they had me like through the death. I'm like, oh wow, they really went hard on this one. And then we cut back to Dexter. He's
1: like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, why is he still here? He's just watching. I'm like, oh
0: yeah. But it was just a reaction,
2: oh Charlie
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> And um Fluffy like shoves Charlie's and then claws down his face. Yeah, like he gets, oh, uh, he, he, he gets like messed up. This and then um, Dexter takes off up the stairs, and we see Fluffy pull Charlie's body under the stairs. Mm-hmm. And Dexter is like blasting Harry's, or not Harry, he, uh, he's blasting Henry's doorbell, which is like a uh, uh, buzzer. And, uh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hang on.
0: You might have. Oh no! 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 I was, I was gonna say I. I guess I guess I just like looked away for a second. I, I was gonna say I, I didn't notice that at first. But no, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a buzzer doorbell.
1: Yeah, and um, Henry opens the door and he immediately like runs right into his house and he's like up against the wall and he's like and and Henry Henry's surprisingly really calm he's just like yeah man why you late what's wrong
0: actually (laughs) even and let me say little props to Dexter's actor they like he really like I know like oh we were saying like Leslie Nielsen Me, me and you were having me and you were like talking like privately earlier we were like Oh yeah, Leslie Nielsen did a really great job considering that comedy or not. Every time we see him, he's like always playing something serious, and he does do that for this movie until he doesn't. And when he doesn't and he's like scared and vulnerable, and then even when we do see him laugh, then it's like a really like great manic like scene. Right. In this, Dexter's actor like takes that and cranks that up to like two hundred. It looks exactly. great. He's doing a great job in this. Like I don't even know who the actor is. Um it's Okay, yeah, he does a great mm-hmm. job with this.
1: Yeah, um, I kind of forgot about how good of a job he actually did in this. Cause yeah, I'm I'm thinking back and it's like oh yeah, those those scenes. With him All you can out, think of so was uh... <laughs> yeah. No, uh, also I forgot to mention when um Charlie's inspecting underneath the stairs before he gets attacked. There's this funny moment where he he inches just a little bit closer, and Dexter goes, "Charlie, don't go near it." <laughs> that's right. I, I just think that's funny. But anyways, um, Henry's just like, "Here, tell me what happened. Why don't you have some tea?" And calm down.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, so we cut to Dexter like talking, and he I guess it's because he's shocked and it's like a like a Logan Paul moment, but like <laughs> he literally no, he he said he wanted to get the size of the bite marks. Oh well, he really got his shot. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's like, he does another manic mind? laughter.
1: Yeah, he does like manic laughter and he's like, there's a thing in the crate and I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just, just laughing. He's like, who's dead? Harry. Harry. Oh my god. Dude, the characters' names in this movies are so uninspired and they gel together. <laughs> there's Harry, two Richard. Henry, Harry, Henry. Anyways, he's like, tell me, who is dead? What are you talking about? And he's like, Okay. Let me tell you the story again. And then um, what happens after that? Does he go and fix him a drink yet? He does. Oh. He actually... What what happened? You freaking yawning over here.
0: (laughs) Well, I yawned once. Can I freaking... Oh, you want to edit that out of the podcast? I put the censor bleep over it. Um, Out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, so... Henry, oddly enough, like they wasted no time. They're like, "Oh, this 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 story's already running way too long." So Hen- Henry just believes. Me. He's like, "Yeah, okay." Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all. a drink. I, I kept thinking about like, a lot. like how come he so easily believes this crazy story?"
0: <laughs> I actually have a theory as to why. That'll get in after, after we like all is said and done with this. Uh, okay. So remind me, like remind me but I I, I, want to come back to that so basically he goes to fix him a drink and Seinfelds him (laughs) even though there's grand scheme no real reason to he basically drugs his drink to make him like pass out and Dane to give you a little context maybe even any listeners watching there's an episode of Seinfeld one that's actually a little criticized right now Jerry wants to play with his girlfriend's like collectible. Like she has like these really like antique toys from like (laughs) the eighties and stuff. Like oh, GI Joe with the frog suit. Like (laughs) oh, I want to play with it. I want to play with it. But she's like, no, those are my father's. You can't play with those. Those are priceless. He's like, oh, okay. Have some more turkey and wine. (laughs) And then like, all right, I've had enough turkey and wine. I'm still awake. Let's go do something. And then he's like, all right, I'll uh, just get some water. He's like, hey, can you get me an uh, aspirin? Not the other ones, though. They make me drowsy. Drowsy, you say? So he grabs the drowsy ones, and then she falls asleep, and he just plays with the toys. Why?
1: He okay. drugged her.
0: He drugged her. No, and no, made... no, no, no.
1: No, I got that. How come that's like... A Seinfeld episode <laughs> that, like, who sat and was like, dude, she won't let him play with toys, so we make that's she why that's her why he's a
0: dog now. And they're like, Ugh. no, because the episode itself, like, there's it's that's not even the main focus of the episode. The episode's called The Merv Griffin Show. Kramer finds a bunch of like talk show set stuff in the <laughs> trash from The Merv Griffin Show. He's like, I can make my own Merv Griffin show, and he does. And he has everyone on. He's like, my good friend, George Costanza. Um, Yeah. And then they actually do a bit later where Jerry talks about him drugging the lady. And then he's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a family show. But would you believe it? Our special guest, Jerry's girlfriend. (laughs) She's like, you drugged me to play with my toys? Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's actually a pretty funny episode, like story wise, okay. but um, it's a little doggable. Just the whole
1: uh, yeah, that, Bill
0: Cosby thing, basically.
1: That plot just seemed absurd to me, anyways.
0: Yeah, back to the um, back to the show. <laughs>
1: he, he drugs uh his friend to go and hatch a plan. Yes, he does. He gets his idea. He says to himself, "He goes, hey." Monster that I've never seen before. My my wife is. I, I've I've been having fantasies of killing my wife. Let's see what we can do here. <laughs> exactly. It gets a little like so, He's like, let's make some magic happen. He puts some jazz hands on, and he uh he, he writes a letter to Wilma Um. And leaves the house, and. He goes off to go and clean the blood and make the lab look all nice and enticing for his little scheme. And um during which it's it's a really cool scene with the, the crate theme song playing on the piano, and we see like inter interlooped cuts of Welma coming home, reading the note, making milk and whiskey.
0: <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think that's it.
1: Which, like I said before, when I have a Creepshow watch party, I will be serving vodka, orange juice, and milk whiskey.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, that was the
1: weirdest
0: <laughs> drink. and Actually, I think, yeah, that's in my notes. I have... Hang on, hang on. Oh, right. Uh, I also have this in my notes. Dexter's Laboratory. Ha, ha, ha. Lol. Okay. Um, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Wilma just holding a glass of milk for like an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she does hold it for an hour. You're right. She's just, um,
0: like she holds it while reading the note in the car, as she's going oh down the stairs to the lab. You're right. How she holds that drink. <laughs> Julian yeah, especially... from Trailer Park Boys over here just always holding a drink.
1: Especially like a character that's like supposed to be as drunk as she is, that glass would have been gone. Yeah, she would have slammed it down before she left. Anyways, also,
0: who brings a glass with them? No one. Yeah,
1: like usually, well, no
0: like that's well. why, like usually in like movies where it's like, oh, this character's got an alcohol problem, they'll have him put it in like a like a one of those like gas station cups or whatever. just <laughs> holding a glass of milk, like your freaking Cindy Lou Who from The Grinch.
1: Holding <laughs> a glass of milk, like your Alex from Clockwork Orange. Anyways, um, she shows up in the middle of uh, Henry, like being the janitor for a while. Um, she's like Henry. Somehow, she like makes it down the hallway in record time, like Olympic style, speeds down the hall through. Like, the, the entirety of uh, Hallrich University, mm-hmm. and um, she gets on the stairs, and he's like, Oh, I need your help. And she's like, Whose glasses are these? You don't need glasses. He's like, No, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, um,
1: he's thinking, like, dude, Dexter. And this young girl, they had an argument. Apparently, he beat her. She's in hysterics. And she's crawled under the stairs and won't come out. What? What kind of story is that? Yeah, I'll be honest.
0: It's He, his, he gets flimsier and flimsier as she gets closer. But it makes sense. You don't need to come up with that big of an excuse the closer you get to like you're you know?
1: Yeah. Um basically he's like, Yeah, and, and she goes, Oh my god, did he did he like hurt her? Oh my gosh. And I, I actually feel like I can't tell the way um Adrian Barbo plays it. I can't tell if Welma is like, Oh, let me go dog on this girl, or if yeah, she's like, like, my like god, laughing a little bit we She's laughing a little bit, but I can't tell if she's like, "Oh, let's go dog her." or if she's like, "Oh, let's go help her." What did he do to her?
0: I think it's help only because we actually do get because because actually uh, inadvertently, not because of the story he's concocted, but because of what he's about to do, uh, Henry, Henry starts laughing, and she's like, "What is so funny? This is serious.
1: No, I think from what I because I heard this explained before. He starts laughing because he's lying to her face, and he knows what he's trying to do, and he just starts thinking it's really funny. That's that's basically what I heard. The, I heard that explanation. Uh, um, that's basically what that is supposed to be. He's just because, like, imagine, like, especially you, because I know you. You're like, oh yeah, my friend Dexter. Uh, he hit a girl. She's under the stairs. You want to go look? can i tell you (laughs) you? (laughs) like that that, that's that's what's funny um so she like she goes over to the stairs and she's about to like go under and he's like i know you can get her out i know you can get her out and he runs over and he pushes under the stairs and he's slamming her back against the crate box and he's like Get in there, Wilma. Just, just tell him to call you Billy. And she's like, stop. What are you doing? Stop. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: quit messing around. Like, he really gets in there. I'm so surprised that she she doesn't react more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's trying to wake up the crate monster and to eat her and he's not. He doesn't show up and he's slowing down. And he's like, Wake up, wake up. And he's like, Oh, I guess oh, Dexter yeah. is delusional. <laughs>
2: so
1: I guess Dexter is crazy. <laughs> crate monster isn't real. Mm. And and um Welma's like, You're a regular barnyard exhibit. Uh
0: she's not worried about friends. the fact that she's <laughs> getting slammed up against this crate. Because doesn't yeah. the crate still have, like, blood all over it? Like, he cleaned up the blood, like, around it. But the crate's still covered with blood, right?
1: I think because of the lighting, she doesn't notice. Because it's, That's like, right. dark and under the stairs.
0: Yeah, because I'm watching oh, that, right now. And you, it actually is really hard to tell that there's still blood on it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I, I can't imagine what it looks like on that CRT TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's like, your regular bar yard exhibit. Uh Piggy friends,
0: uh, I never said she- that one. She's like sheep's eyes, chicken guts, piggy friends. <laughs> what is piggy friends? You named body parts and then piggy friends?
1: <laughs> yeah, piggy friends and manure for brains. And uh he's just like oh, he gets back into his eight year old like mode. The oh, old <laughs> you know the <laughs>
0: steals my toys.
1: <laughs> she's like now get out of my way Henry or I swear I'm going to wear your balls for earrings that's and my if favorite you...
0: line that is actually a really good line it is, it is line a really
1: good it. line I love that line it's so quotable
0: you'll be and, wearing uh... balls for earrings that's up there with <laughs> have you seen that horror crap <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she's like get out of my way if you touch me again And then all of a sudden, the crate finally opens, and we get, you know, a couple scream shock cuts, and Fluffy goes, thank you.
0: To be honest, when Fluffy bites Billy, it kind of looks like he's doing that, like, sailor, like, dip and kiss. (laughs) It does kind of look like that. Yeah, but (laughs) then my favorite part, speaking of the eight-year-old moment. He tries to lie it again, just for the sake of his ego. He's like, "Just, just tell it to go, you Billy."
1: <laughs> and then he goes,
0: Ooh! "Yeah, exactly."
1: <laughs> and he runs upstairs, and he's gonna puke. And he opens the window to get air. And um, let me tell you this fun tidbit: I've actually seen like videos of that building in real life. That hallway is on, like, a, the third floor. And yeah, he opens say, the yeah. window and sits on the edge of, like, the, the three-story, like, university building. Mm-hmm. He could have easily fallen out. Um. So, what happens after we see him vomiting out the window?
0: <laughs> we see him go to lock up the crate.
1: Oh, yeah, we get this very tense, quiet scene. We get a couple of jump scares of, like, Fluffy, like, trying to get his fingernails out, which is a callback to the intro.
0: This was perfect. The little, like, where he has it, like, just barely where it's like, oh, no, he's going to, oh. Because the way that he has the lock before Fluffy, like, tries to, like, keep it open and everything is turned in such a way that it's, like, perfectly holding the lock down enough to where he can't really get out.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, stroke of luck. Yeah. Um, so then, he, oh, I heard the jump scare noise. (laughs) Um.
0: I mean, to be fair, though, he had it, like, well, I mean, I guess he still does it, but, like, I was gonna say, now I get it. I get it. I, I was about to nitpick. I was going to be like, well, he could definitely click the lock shut." Not only does does he click the lock shut, but I, I do get, like, being rattled. You just watch this... You just watch Harry from Harry and the Hendersons Eat Your Wife.
1: Yeah. And, um... He but
0: gets a get, lock shut. We could gets- do due- yeah. The comic book special effects again as he's rolling the crate down the oh, wall and, and we get the monologue shots.
1: back to back, like on the comic panel of like him going either direction where it's like a forward shot and a backward shot. Mm-hmm. That that shot's really cool. I really like that moment. Um and we start to hear like a narration, right, at this point. Yeah. And he is actually
0: when yeah. they cut back when they cut to him in the car during this like montage of him like trying to like dispose of the crate, that now that is a four k scene for sure, really? yeah, like I don't know. when they cut back the way the lighting is too, I'm kind of like, oh wow, what is this film like yesterday
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's a really good moment. um we we get to him. he unloads the crate out of his car.
0: Oh yeah, and he... is the monster like? Are we supposed to be like, oh, he's accepting his fate? Um, when he does that one, like, reach out of the box where it's like his fingers, then he goes back in and he kind of just like stays.
1: I don't know. I think he's just an animal and he just kind of moves with the motions. I don't know if like he, he's like, oh, I know what's happening, but we do hear like because he 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 rolls the box to the edge of Rider's quarry which is this cliff, and there's this creek. And then he pushes it over, and we hear this sad, like, growl as he pushes it in. It's like,
0: whoa. Yeah, it makes sort of yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse noise.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it goes into the water, and that's that. We cut back to Henry's house. Dexter's there, and he's like, that's it. There's no evidence of foul play. There's no bodies. There's no creature. We're all good. Now we can have our gay little chess time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sit down for a game of chess like nothing ever happened.
1: And, and you know
0: what? I'll actually say. Go ahead. This is a nice little ending. Like What was your point,
1: though, that you wanted to get to before about the these two characters with their okay. looks now that we're okay. here?
0: So that look, actually, I'll, I'll get to both of them. We'll get to this and the little uh, why Henry believed Dexter so fast.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, my thing with the look was that, I mean, of course, now we know, like, oh, like, oh, I'm going to try to kill my wife and everything. <laughs> so, had I, I'm, well, I'm assuming maybe Henry had told Dexter that he maybe wanted to kill his wife. I, which is why the look was given and it was so like uncomfortable and he just walked right away.
1: That's true because the way they cut back to Henry explaining how he got rid of the evidence, it's like they did talk about it previously. Yeah. That's right. I never thought of that before. You're right. Um, but he's like, yeah, now let's now let's have chess. And um
0: The other thing that I was gonna say
1: was yeah, that
0: the my theory about why he believes him was just that like, oh, you know what? I think that it was just supposed to be that he was so eager, like, to jump on the idea of maybe I can kill my wife and get away with it that <laughs> that's why he decided to believe him. Like without any like without any like pushback,
1: that's true, that's true, yeah, I agree. Because he's one, he wants this so bad, he wants it so bad he daydreams a murder scene every five seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's over here, Jordy Barrow, at the doctor's office.
1: Yeah, so then, um, we we cut to Fluffy in the box. Under the water, and we think, "Oh, his claws hanging out. He's not moving. Is he dead?" And all of a sudden, the, the box breaks open, and we see bubbles float to the surface. And instead of something else we should have seen float to the surface, we just see uh, Fluffy's eyes. Um, and we the,
0: see the sliver. We see the same sliver as and we see we the, the
1: same sliver that started this whole thing. And that's mm-hmm. where the story ends. Do you want me to tell them what we were supposed to see on that scene that was cut out?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So when Fluffy breaks that crate open and we get the shot of the bubbles rising up to the surface of the water, we were originally supposed to see the like mauled body parts of like Welma, Charlie. And maybe even Mike the janitor float up to the surface. That's which... absolutely
0: right. Yeah, they would float right up. Um, and I've already told you my theory on why it was cut. Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole—I don't know. It—it just—it seems it like too. It would yeah. have been a little much. And I think I—I um, I think I know why. This is yeah. already the goriest story in it. Right. Because the one scene with Charlie Garrison. So it would it would have been like, oh, uh, great. You know, like, it, it might have been. I, I could see why they were like, uh, you know what? Maybe not. I think maybe the little sliver is just fine.
1: Yeah. But also because they didn't, because it is gory, but it's not like excessive. They leave a lot to your imagination.
0: And it's also monster. It's not just like, yeah. oh,
1: I'll murder you. Right. I feel like it would have been cool if. They did use the body parts floating up because they left so much to your imagination. Then out of nowhere, it's like, here they are. Oh my God. And it also kind of caps it off because it's like, here's all the victims that Fluffy got throughout the story. And then we got then we get the shot of Fluffy's eyes over top of the body parts. That would have been a really cool visual, like like uh ending sort of uh metaphor not metaphor no, I see but like you. you know what i mean it would have mm-hmm. been a cool it would have been a cool visual well, but let's, um let's, a little what
0: like a like a like a play like a more well okay okay maybe <laughs> let's not let's not harp on this too long we're literally like yeah. so close like, okay.
1: we're, we're done yeah. um that ends Act Four. It absolutely does.
0: I've got some to say. Damn, damn. Yeah, that took that took an hour and thirty-five minutes.
1: I killed my wife today. All right, all right. It all don't right. matter much to me as long as the grades are made.
0: All right, and we're back with Act 5.
1: Oh yeah, the final story. And
0: I'll actually recommend this. or well, actually, I guess I'll probably put this at the beginning of the podcast, but just to reiterate, if you would like, feel free to listen to our show in acts that way you can stretch out our usually pretty lengthy runtimes) <laughs> <laughs> that being said, let's jump into our fifth story. They're creeping up on you.
1: That's yeah. right. Well, now, please. oh wait, do you want to, Oh no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, funny tidbit. My to the few friends that I've gotten to show this to so far, all of them were able to get through this movie fine until this story. Even with Fluffy being like, oh, that's the gory story. No, this story, a lot of them couldn't handle. In fact, my Mm -hmm. friend, who I will not name because he wouldn't like it, Mm -hmm. he actually full-on left the room.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, the concept of this one is really good because what we're going to be dealing with here is something that literally everyone at one point or another will probably experience.
1: So uh let us but, hear what the creep has to say.
0: I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> well kitties, it seems you've caught me moonlighting. Let me tell you, this job is enough to drive you bugs. The little suckers hide everywhere. But take it from me, kitties, you've gotta stay alert because they're creeping up on you. Oh
1: and yeah, so as you can as you can guess, this episode um it's about bugs. And the two friends that I got to show this to, they both had an issue with bugs and they both could not stand. At least one of them like actually sat through it. The other one full on said, nope, you can watch this by yourself. I'm going to eat a brownie. <laughs> um, we open with the, oh, well, there's two official actors that we see on screen in this story. But we open on our one man show. E.G. Marshall.
0: father-in-law. Ellen's father-in-law from Christmas Vacation. Ellen's
1: father-in-law from uh, Christmas Vacation. E.G. Yep. E. Marshall's character, Upson Pratt, mm-hmm. who is a rich company owner who lives in a germ free quote, quote unquote, uh apartment in New York City and this apartment is like futuristic by 80s standards of course absolutely all white um germ free germ proof this man lives a full-on anti-COVID lifestyle
0: and it's thirty two hundred dollars which I did the research I just sent for inflation and it would be about nine thousand eight hundred eighty dollars a month today.
1: Oh my god! Yeah,
0: actually, really um, rough. thirty two hundred a month is probably close to the actual average price of like a standard apartment where we are. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Every once in a while, um, I'll like, look on, like, oh, what would that be if we? Live there, and yeah, sometimes sometimes it is that. Um, Nevertheless, tell
1: prices nowadays. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Nevertheless, though. Um. Yeah, we see our character spring down a roach, and very intently, mind you.
1: Yeah, because he can't stand. Yeah, he can't stand something that isn't white inside this. Oh, okay. I'm gonna save that comment for later because saying that out loud, I just realized something of about our only other on-screen character that appears later. What did you learn? What?
0: What? What, what did you? What did you find out?
1: No, because I just said out loud, he can't stand anything that isn't white in his area and who knocks on his door and who does he make racist comments to? There she goes. Exactly. So there's a lot of really good men um, in this story too. Just like that one that I pointed out. And no that wasn't me being racist. That's no, like, no. In that's the actually story.
0: something that comes up. We'll get to. Yeah. That I was
1: course. clarifying for the audience that like, no, that's not just me like stitching things together that aren't there. No, they, they plant this like, firmly into this movie um like you said he sprang down a cockroach yeah and he's like ah I got the sucker and uh what happens next you take me through because I know I'll lose I'll lose a lot throughout this story
0: well I was actually gonna say yeah um we get a phone call from one of his business associates and we find out that one of Ups and Pratt's employees, George... Oh, Norman Kassemeyer. Sorry. I don't, yes. know, I don't know why I thought it was George, but yeah, Norman Kassemeyer. And we find out that he, unfortunately, took his own life, and that he... Oh, I can't even... Actually, I... As 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 unfortunate as it's gonna sound, I don't actually remember why that one financial guy calls him to tell him about this. All I know is that I remember being like, "Oh wow, wait a minute, the guy passed away." Let me see if I can get a poster of this.
1: And I actually, I actually like the way um, the scene like tells you because of Pratt is busy. Like, can't you see I'm busy here? Can't you? And he's like, "Mr. Pratt, Mr. Pratt." Mr. Pratt. He's like, what? And you hear him say, uh, Norm Kassenmeier shot himself, and then the lightning flashes. That's and, right. Yeah,
0: it's like a little, like, haunting and ominous thing.
1: Yeah. And and he's like, what? He He genuinely seems kind of, like, concerned for a second and, like, shocked. Hmm. And then he goes right back to, like, his smug, like, rude like, demeanor. <sighs>
0: Only thing that I'll say actually really quick because I've always just kind of been wondering this. I should have mentioned this earlier. Are we looking at real bug spray?
1: Um when he's spraying the bugs. Yes, what do you mean? Yes, yes, because
0: it's it's in these like really like
1: suspicious gray cans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Are um, I don't know? think so because well i was gonna say they were trying to be humane with but they literally got all blasted at the end of shooting so um i don't know what's in that can because it makes the bug stop you know like it, it makes the yeah, bugs react. Like, there's
0: no way that they killed but i was like they had like 10 thousand roaches then maybe so i think you know what i guess they probably did use a bug spray but Anyway, all of that aside, yeah, we get the call. It's like, oh my gosh, it's a shame, but like, eh, he was kind of a, uh, it was kind of just a uh, small problem, really, to take care of.
1: <laughs> yeah. And um, doesn't is this the same guy that tells him that he's like, I'm taking my kids to Disney World, or? Uh, yes. Was that someone yes, else? That's,
0: I I do believe that is the same guy. I could be wrong um yeah uh only because when he calls him really early then they're like well it's actually uh nighttime here <laughs>
1: yeah yeah um he's like i got a bug problem i got to go yeah talk to that you later george and there's a bug on his hand
0: mhm yeah mm-hmm. this giant cockroach crawls up his leg and then onto his hand
1: yeah, and he's he's about to press the hang up button, and he sees it on his hand, and he's like, "Okay, good goodbye, sir." And uh, this bug is on his hand, and he he's slowly moving, it and he flicks it down the this little like air compact trash thing on his desk.
0: Yeah, he's got a little like vacuum powered like garbage chute on his desk.
1: Yeah, yeah it doesn't
0: never get explained, but he also just puts random stuff in it, whatever.
1: Yeah, like tissues. He puts the bug in, in there, and he sprays it and presses the button to turn the vacuum on at the same time. Saying, "Um, Do we get the call from Mr. Casimir's wife at this yes. part? We get
0: Casemire's wife, and she's really mad at him. She's like, oh, I can't believe it. You broke him. Ah, ah. And then, yeah, like I said, he's like, Oh, he was just a little. He was just a fly on the wall, or should I say, roach on the wall.
1: <laughs> and um, she's like, he came in, uh, looking devastated. depressed. Dev- looking devastated, and he, all he said was your name. Ten minutes later, I heard the shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mister Pratt says. He says this. He goes, Well, he did go out with a bang or something like that.
0: Yeah, he does some sort of uh, Jack Nicholson <laughs> Joker line.
1: <laughs> and um, then she loses. She's like, I hate you. I hope you die. I hate you. And he goes, Mr. Pratt, he's like, This is Kasemeyer missing Uh <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, he's I'm, I'm it. it out of the end
0: yeah, he keeps changing it to be like more and more like, "Oh, see, so I'm getting your name wrong because I don't respect you." Lol,
1: right? It's, yeah. it's a funny, like it's a funny troll that he. I've always appreciated Mr. and Jammer.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's like it's like a uh, Fletch with Chevy Chase. He's like, "I, hey, I'm Doctor Rosen," and they're all like Doctor Rosen something. He was like, "Oh yes, I'm Doctor Rosen. Rosen. Oh uh, yes, Doctor Rosen. Yes, Doctor Rosen. pee-pee.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. Exactly.
0: he does that, and then uh, when he gets off the phone, and all said and done, you cut to him blending up some food. You know, he's making a little uh, little bowl for himself. That was the that was what he was eating that I was like trying to look for. That's why I, I was like, because I was like trying to look closer. I'm like, what did they use for that initially? Because it looks like dark brown when he's actually eating in the bowl, but right, then, but like what he blended was like really like light. And I was like, oh, there's no way. And then he, after getting out all of the roach pieces on like a spoon, then he looks in the bag and it's all roaches crawling out. And they start keeping oh. the stinger shock and everything. The
1: wee, wee, wee. Mm, yeah, then the noises for this particular uh segment is really, really creepy. Yeah. Um, I do believe on my vinyl record, there's like a good. I want to say maybe five or six minutes of that sound. Um, and yet they them. don't
0: have something to tide you <laughs> over.
1: Right. Over. I could be wrong though. I honestly could be wrong. Don't quote me on this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's trying to smash the bugs. And I like sometimes when he like or not sometimes, just this time where he, when he steps on a bug it plays this backwards piano sound. This, like, right when it, and it like is in timing with when he steps on the bug. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Because here's what here's what gets me. I, I like I actually like skip ahead in the scene, and I did get to another part with that little stinger. Uh huh. I'll actually ask you this. So we get to a segment in which there are a lot of roaches at once and l- let me ask you, okay so, because they kind of jump around I'll be honest with this one, you can tell they were ready to like, alright, let's be done with this right? and send this amazing story with the Yeti and they got this roach stuff um, <laughs> are the bugs in his mind? like have we actually opened up the theory or whatever? That's
1: true um, the thing about that Is he
0: smashes one, he lifts up his hand, and the glove is like
1: not dirty, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone points that scene out too. Um, I don't know because there's that scene where he smashes a bug and then he looks at his hand and it's clean, and he's like, Huh, what? And then there's like that ungodly amount of roaches that show up, and the power gets knocked out, and yeah, apparently, funny.
0: Because he calls the police and he's like, Oh, yeah, there's roaches all over the place. Uh, and when he's like, kind of like gibbering, yeah, like, oh, these are the cockroaches, they're the biggest ones I've ever seen. Uh, that he starts, like gibbering, and it sounds like it sounds like Sims, like Simlish. He's like, dar, 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 dar. <laughs> it does
2: sound
1: like Simlish, yeah. And um, it's
0: so odd. Um, also, but, we
1: kind of skipped a scene. Oh yeah, um,
0: yeah, sorry. Uh go going back at first before it gets this far, he contacts his is it his landlord or his maintenance guy?
1: I think it's a maintenance guy. Okay. I'm not too sure though. No, it's not a landlord because he, he says specifically to him people of color who do your type of work, which yeah, means like all yeah, service yeah. jobs. Yeah. Yeah, Um,
0: so he he sends a call out to his maintenance guy, and he's like, oh, Mr. Pratt, let me help you, Mr. Pratt, and (laughs) I'll be right back, right after I help this other lady with her shower, like, all right, all right, just go ahead and do it, but do it right now, he's like, absolutely, Mr. Pratt, and then (laughs) Marshall's like, people go far People like you go far in jobs like this. People of color, and he's like, yes, we do, Mister Pratt. Freaking, um, yeah. But he starts like dogging him later. It's actually pretty funny. Um,
1: I love, I love the the bit where um, he he's like, he says something, and he puts his mouth up to the door camera. And goes, oh no, sir, Mister Pratt, sir. Yeah.
0: Oh, that oh, that thing, was another Jesus question. Crazy, what not at all. On? What's going on with that little retro futuristic intercom service? But It's not really an intercom, it's just
1: lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because he actually calls him crazy in this scene too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What a great actually, character.
0: I've got a Mr. Pratt theory that I want to open up, but I'll do it at the end of the story. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to the back to the part where he's got like all the roaches and they're like really coming out there. Um so he sends another call out for the same guy and he's like, Oh, you know, where are you? Where are you? And he's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Brad the power is now, that's all I can do until the power comes back.
1: I'm stuck in the darn elevator.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's stuck in the elevator. So he's like, Oh, okay, well, here we go again. Um and the roaches are just getting closer and closer, and he's like, Oh, alright, alright, I'll tell you what I'll do. And he runs over to this little panic room. Yeah. That he has. And then he, like, puts himself in there. And he's like, you'll never get me here. Never! When this blackout is over, people are gonna pay. Oh, yes. And you'll pay too. Every one of you. Every one of you bugs.
1: <laughs> he's like, in there, he really thinks he, he's got away, and then he gets this call in his little panic bedroom place, and uh, it's Mrs. Cast and Jammer again. <laughs> and he picks up, he's like, talk to me. He, he never says, like, hello or what. He just goes, talk to me. Yeah. And um, he goes, talk to me. And it's the same repeated line of her going, I hope you die. I hope you die and he notices there's this like on the bed the sheets are moving Mm -hmm. and he removes the sheets and it's it's covered
0: it's It's just a bed of roaches varied size cockroaches
1: and we get the really cool the only shock background scene of this episode where it's like a swirly red and black like swirl motion behind his head mm-hmm. and then it's framed by like artists rendering cockroaches. Yeah. And, uh, he starts freaking out and the cockroaches start like climbing all over him and he starts choking, I guess, because I guess one got in his mouth and he, he that's it. He's done. He keels over and the whole apartment's still covered in roaches. And all of a sudden all the power in New York city kicks back on and all the roaches are gone, completely gone. Now, yeah.
0: I mean, it really like it, it kind of like cleans itself up in a really like odd way. But then mm-hmm. we get to—I'll be honest—a bit of an underwhelming scene, despite how great the practical effects. Really? Were. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. No, in in the in concept, it's cool. When we see we see him like lying down on the bed and then a bunch of cockroaches was like burst out of him and start, like crawling through his nose and his ears and like his chest.
1: Yeah. Which... We're meant to, we're meant to think, well, I mean, we're not meant to think basically all the cockroaches that were covering the apartment somehow went into Mr. Pratt like in his body. And then they all like, cause you see one like come out of like, you see a couple come out of his mouth and, You see, like, one bursting out of his head, and then, like, they pour out of his heart. They're crawling all over the place, and they just start, like, flooding that safe room. You can see, like, it's, like, up to, like, your thighs in that room of just nothing but cockroach.
0: Yeah, it's um, really, like, rough. It gets really rough. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But... Afterwards, sorry, I'm just gonna try to catch myself up here. Um yeah, but yeah, yeah all the we, while
1: that guy that uh that service guy comes back and he's like, Oh, what's the matter, Mr. Pratt? Bug got your tongue. Yeah, he says
0: it as if he has any idea what's going on, which all <laughs> right, for anyone wondering, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have anything to do really. with like what the whole cockroach problem is. But it's kind of a, you know, it's not it's not a bad yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's like, bug got your tongue, and then he calls him some oh he calls him a honky. That's what he calls him. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the What your little... theory? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. I was gonna say. Go ahead it, well, I was just gonna say it does a little outro. Um, but no, my theory is that Upson Pratt is crazy, but like his whole Living situation is all in his mind. How rich he really is, the power uh-huh. he's living in. I think he's just entirely insane. And I'll tell you why. The man's hair we see him have throughout this entire skit never goes away. He never even calls attention to it or tries to do anything with it.
1: The what? What's that? What the the, the what that he has? Sorry, I didn't
0: hair. Get that. That, like, manic hairstyle that he has for some reason. At first, I'm like, oh, no, he just woke up. No, but, like, oh, has... I don't <sighs> know. Like, he's he's definitely going crazy as far as the bugs, but I think, I don't know, for some so... reason, my headcanon, it works that, like, oh, you're not in any, you're just a regular guy, but you're so disillusioned that you think you've got your own company and everything, and it's all, yeah.
1: Right. Um. Actually, your your theory is a pretty popular theory amongst Creepshow fans. Is it really? Some, yeah, some people, I've heard this before on other podcasts and, and other videos, some people like to think that this is Ups and Pratt in his own loony bin in, like, an asylum. And the reason why, like, the service guy is talking so, like, oh, don't worry, Mr. Pratt, like, so demeaning is because he's, like, an asylum worker. And he's like, "Don't talk to me like it. I'm crazy. Oh, you're not crazy, Mister Pratt. Um,
0: yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a very honestly, popular theory. Yeah, it's a pretty. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad theory overall.
1: Like but, the um, all white room. Yeah, exactly. The, the all that, white like, room too. It
0: could just be like the, the fact one that what
1: sequence. drove him crazy is what kills him in the end too. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if that going with what drove him crazy is his demise because like that's an ungodly amount of bugs like there's no way that's real but anyways
0: yeah they like fill up like a fifth of the room
1: exactly yeah like up to like your knees or like half half up to your thighs Mm -hmm. um and that caps off the final story
0: yeah until afterwards we get the flipping of the comic book pages. We get, we get the oh, never mind. No, it's just creepshow sitting in somebody's lawn, a pile of dog poop. <laughs> um, and then we get two garbage guys who walk past. One of them is One of them some them. guy, and the other it's is
1: Tom Savini. That's right, eating an onion. He steps in the dog poo. He's like, oh, yeah. look at this. That's a comic book. Or no, I think the other guy picks it up. But uh yeah, it's,
0: it's a pretty cool find. If I were a garbage yeah. person and I found a comic book, like a paper comic book, I honestly think they'd be a pretty good find. But <laughs> one thing I will say, how weird they talk to the garbage truck. They're like, hey, got some, got some for how hungry you are. And he's like, Oh, here you go. And then as he starts to. Like dissolving the trash, he's like, "Show you have food before you swallow," and you stuff like
1: that. You like, right. like, like, he like hits it with the trash can lid. <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
0: all right, all right. We'll, we'll get cast out of here. Um Yeah. Anyway, they start reading the comic book. They're like, "Oh, hey, here's all the gag gifts that no one bought."
1: No, um, Tom Savini, because he has his headphones on. He's like, check out, a Tom. A comic book. Tom Savini's like, what? A comic book? What? A comic book? And Tom Savini goes, a comic book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. But after we get the comic book, he like looking. He, they're like looking through it, and they're like, oh man, what can we get? What can we get? Oh, voodoo doll. Oh, oh somebody's no. waiting for it already. Yeah. 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 yeah and we then can't cut back to the. Tired of getting yeah. sand kicked in your face? <laughs> yeah. We get the horror crep dead. And he's like, oh, man, I'm so sore. I don't know what's going on. And it's like, on- honestly, pretty entertaining. The little, like, f- fades that they're going to do. They show the sun stabbing a voodoo doll.
2: Yeah, that because he set
0: for. From the beginning. This has all been, like, the kid, like, reading the books and stuff. Right. But he's like, oh, okay, this will teach you to throw away my comic books. We get one final shock scene that goes between Joe Hill and King. And then we zoom out, and the creep blows out a candle. And then we get the credits.
1: Yeah, a last bit of really wonderful uh, animation work by uh, Rick Catazone with yeah. this candle blowout scene. I, I I love that shot of the of the creep in his like castle and his candelabra, and he just
0: yeah, um, it looks freaking amazing.
1: It does look amazing, and um, that is that is creep show. My favorite creepshow. movie of all time, and the reason because like you're probably like why. Wow. Like out of all movies, why that movie? Why not like inception? No, I'm kidding. Um yeah basically, I was introduced to this movie when I was a very young kid. and it's just the way that you get you get multiple stories at once. It's like funny scary, the bright colors. The fact, because you know me, as I said, I love the ocean. The st- one story is dedicated to the ocean. Mm-hmm. It, there's just something about this movie that struck such a hard chord with me that it has remained one of my favorite things of my whole life, like yeah. even to this day.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say this, though, just because I, I want to make it I want to make like a mental note of it earlier, like an hour ago because I was thinking like oh mm-hmm. what are we can do for the podcast um well let me ask you this how many skulls out of 10 would you give it
1: i mean of of course i'd i can't give this anything lower than a 10 out of 10 skull i mean this movie is i mean it's not perfect but um you know it's 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 perfect to to me and
0: um i understand that yeah
1: it's it's like you said you well it's not like you said um it's like we've heard this is the best horror anthology movie out there yeah and you know of course whenever i hear a strong statement like that i'm like okay maybe that's not true but like after i've seen like the majority of like the other ones and i compare them to this movie they're absolutely right this is the best horror anthology movie like Ever like this is a number one top tier list, and I'm not saying that to be biased because, like I said, I question that statement and I have to agree, you know.
0: Yeah, I completely understand because this is honestly probably my favorite horror movie now just because of the stylistic choices it makes, the acting jobs. That mm-hmm. it does in this movie, and just the effects as a whole, be it the big ones or the really subtle ones. I'd honestly also probably have to give this 10 skulls. Um yeah. now we have the MVP versus LVP.
1: Okay. <laughs> this, uh, this one's gonna be hard because there's multiple characters that are like excellent throughout these movies. Um let here. How about we go? Can we choose our MVP versus what's what's the name of the other? What's want to keep or what what's the two? It was the, the MVP versus yeah, the, the most
0: valuable player versus the least valuable player.
1: Okay, yeah, L LVP. So, um, should we do MVP LVP for each story?
0: No, just overall.
1: Oh, okay, sure. Let's make it really tough on me. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd have to say my MVP has got to be. Mm, see, it's a tough. Cho- it's a tough choice between Adrian Barbeau's character and Leslie Nielsen's character. I think it's a really tough choice between that because they, they both did a a good job. Um, of course, Adrian Barbeau, because, um, that has a bit more of a personal connection to me because, you know, I met the, I met the actress and, and that, um, but I think I'll go with Leslie Nielsen, uh, because he, he, his acting chops in this movie. I mean, they're, they're again, perfect. And my uh, least valuable player, probably have to go with, um... (laughs) I don't want to dog on him. No, I think we're going to go with, no, (laughs) no, I think we're going to go with um... (laughs) Mike, the janitor.
0: Yeah. Because he's so senile. (laughs) It's actually funny you should say that. Because that's that's who my LVP was gonna be at first, but I do have an idea.
1: Oh, okay. So who who is your who's your MVP?
0: MVP is um, I would have to say my probably my most popular player is Leslie Nielsen because not just was he the sweet was he the best facially person to watch on the screen, but he's just got that like really cool. Like expressionism down. That's um, right. Yeah. And then my LVP is the creep show creep for being different every time and being an old <laughs> in the second movie.
1: Okay, but not in the franchise overall. We got to stick with the one movie. But even in this movie, his design is inconsistent. Come on, the creep is cool. You can't dog the creep.
0: No, I like the creep. Um, just, I guess, okay, I guess not the creep. But the creep after Creep Show 1. So, like Creep Show 2 creep and Creep Show 3 creep. <laughs> I had to just right, well, for a second because I'm like, ah, that does sound too harsh. Yeah. Uh, well, nothing, you know, those
1: characters are not even in this movie, but, you know, we'll go with it.
0: Yeah. Other than that, though, <laughs> yeah. I think this pretty much concludes our review of Creep Show. Thank you That's guys right. very much for listening. Me and Dane will be back next week to talk about Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, you name dropped it. Yep. Crazy.
0: And we hope you folks enjoyed.
1: Thank you very much for listening to all of you creepy peepers out there.